Welcome back to the 49ers Nuggets of Gold show. Today, I'm going to be here with Tyler Crowder. We're going to be talking about you know a couple 49ers second-year players and rookies that have a chance to really break out. Um, some of them are guys that are just not really known, and they're going to make the roster and definitely are going to be contributors. Other guys are guys that are emerging as really important players for this team and guys that either one of us really likes. So let's start out with the second-year guys first. Um, looking at this draft class, the guys we're going to talk about today are going to be Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk, and Jawan Jennings. So Tyler, do you just want to talk a little bit about where you got, where you had these guys come out of school and how you thought of them after their rookie year? Now, Jawan Jennings didn't play. He was out for the year. But Brandon yeah. Ayuk and Javon Kinlaw were both huge contributors to the 49ers last year. Um, mm-hmm. They really look like some building blocks moving forward. Uh, I will say... There have been some questions looming about Javon Kenlaw, but I know you like liked him a lot coming out. So do you want yes. to just kind of talk about you know what you feel about the potential with a guy like Javon Kenlaw? Yeah, he has a he has a high motor. I mean, I remember watching his tape at South Carolina and just like you're like, who is this guy? He just keeps going and going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. I mean, for a guy that that's that big. So uh, I know you you know you talked a little bit about him struggling this year, and that could just be. You know, a lot of things going in, you know, after the, the rookie year last year and then, you know, with all the COVID stuff and then you have the off season this year and he's going into his second year and he, he could just be exhausted. I mean, it could just be, you know, hey, it, you know, he's hitting that wall, you know, maybe that he didn't hit last year as a rookie, but now he may be hitting it. But I really like Javon Kimmel. I had him as like a top 15, top 20 talent in the 2021, um, 2020 draft. I wanted the Atlanta Falcons to get him really bad. I was I, I knew when the 49ers like moved up or whatever, I knew they were going to get him. And like when they did, I was like really upset. Now the Falcons ended up getting AJ Terrell. So I was really excited about that, the way he played last year. But Ken Law was a guy who you could have put right beside Grady Jarrett in that like three technique. And uh, you can kind of move him around. He can play the two. He can play the one zero technique. I mean, move all around in between the center and the guard. So uh, just a guy with a high motor, I remember. And I mean, great size. And um, just a player who I know he played a lot last year. I know he had some flashes. I think he's going to have a great year this year. I mean, you could be looking at a guy, uh, you know, 50 stops and maybe five sacks or so. I mean, literally, I mean, if you can get pressure from that interior, uh, from the interior defensive line, I mean, that's always huge. Look at guys like Grady Jarrett, Aaron Donald. They're able to create havoc inside. So if Ken Law can give you some of that, I know he's a big run stopper, but uh, man, if he can give you, you know, five, six sacks, that would be huge this year for the 49ers. And then you look at a guy like Brandon Ayuk, freak athlete, very physical, um, can play the inside, can play the outside, can can come around and and um, and have reverse plays, can run the ball. I mean, he can do it all. I mean, look for him to really get involved, make that second-year leap that Debo Samuel was kind of supposed to make last year but was injured. Look for Brandon Ayuk to really, really – um, kind of be that number one wide receiver for, for the 49ers. I think he can be that number one guy. And Debo Samuel will be more of that kind of gadget type player who can kind of do it all for you, but more of a, you know, have a couple hundred rushing yards, you know, 800 receiving yards and kind of just do it all for you. Um, but Brandon Naive's more of a, you know, can get, you know, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdown type receiver. So I really liked him coming out of Arizona State. I had him as, you know, top 10 wide receiver, I believe. I don't know exactly where I had him ranked. I think I had a second-round grade on him, but I know 49ers got him late first. So, I mean, it was right there, late, late, early second, late first-round grade on him. Uh, Definitely had a top 
upgrade on Kinlaw. So Jennings, yes, you talk about him. I honestly, um, I don't. I know I he had a long four year career at Tennessee, up and down. Had the big uh, catch against Georgia, the Hail Mary that everyone remembers him for. Can go to Tennessee and get free drinks for life. But um, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, it second year players is where you really look for, you know, these guys to make those huge moves up, you know, asking those rookies to do what they did last year is a lot. So, you know, if they can just improve just a little bit, they're going to have huge second years. Uh, and that's what I think about those, those two guys. And then Jennings, like you said, he's a guy who's been showing out in camp and uh, can really, you know, a guy like that who's guy who's going to be your fourth, fifth wide receiver is going to have to play a ton of special teams. So he's going to be a special team uh, guy. And that's really how – look at Matthew Slater with the New England Patriots. I mean, he's had an almost, you know, 18-year career or however long – I don't know. I mean, he's been with the Patriots forever. I mean, he's literally a receiver. But, I mean, just play special teams. So you can niche out a nice little career and make yourself a lot of money just playing special teams and just going hard. So – um Look for Brandon Ayuk to finish as like a wide receiver two this year in fantasy football. Uh, I mean, I'm high on him, top 60 player. So um, just really excited for uh, for these two second-year guys for the 49ers. I love where you're at on Brandon Ayuk. I feel like he is so underrated. People think that – so I personally think that he's going to get quite a few more targets than George Kittle. I think he's going to have more catches than George Kittle. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people think that's how it is. I think they almost think of it like George Kittle won – Ayuk, Debo, like 2A, 2B. And yeah. I'm pretty confident it's going to be almost like 1A, Ayuk, 1B, Kittle, and then almost like 3, like your third option is is uh, Debo. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit more segmented like that. Now, Debo's looked really good, but Brandon Ayuk, you can look at his route tree. It's green everywhere. Yeah. It's a third. He gets open in pretty much any way you ask him to. Exactly. Um, if he gets pressed the line of scrimmage. He's a strong enough player to get off of it, quick enough player to get off of it. Um, and he's just gets open all the time. Um, it also, he's also featured going to be the featured piece. I think in the passing game, uh, when you use George Kittle, a lot of George Kittle's like best plays are giant touchdowns where mm-hmm. he throws a guy on the ground, throws a safety on the ground and takes it, you know, 80 yards to the house or whatever the case is. Um, the guy that they're going to ask to move the chains a lot more is going to be Brandon Ayuk and not like George Kittle can't do that, but Brandon Ayuk is just a really, really good player. And he, he gets so much separation that they're going to use him a lot um, this year. And especially a lot moving forward. I think maybe not this year, but the next year, I would not be surprised if he's a 1400 yard receiver. Um, I don't know if the touchdowns will ever be crazy with him, like his, his touchdown upside, but I think that he's a guy that he, I don't see why he couldn't this year. I think he'll go 1200 yards, seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns, something like that. That's what I'm expecting. Um, But He's a really good player. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, like I said, it sounds like he's struggling a little bit in camp. Uh, hard to tell with some guys, though, like, oh, he's struggling in camp. And then they'll just come out. It's like, oh, yeah, that. Re- let's remember, that dude's a gamer. Exactly. Um, that's, that's that's probably what's going to happen with him. I mean, yeah. I'm just like, that's like, I, when I watched this film, like, uh, every time I watched it, I was like, man, I, I like really like this guy like that's that's how i know i really like guys when you just keep watching like you watch plays and yes everyone's highlight tapes look good but like when you watch a complete game of someone and they're just doing it the entire game that's when you really know like man like this guy and he's getting blocked by sec i mean you know good talent i mean it's not like he's going against you know scrubs Uh, i mean he was out there putting in work in the sec for a team who was kind of down and he was out there you know putting in work so Debo Samuel played with him at South Carolina, those two South Carolina guys. And Debo Samuel is a guy 
I really like Debo Samuel. I'm not trying to say he's not like a receiver, but he's just like you can use him in so many different ways. He's just like a I mean, he's like a he's like one of those knives you take on the camping trips that can do nine things. I mean, that's what they Debo Samuel is. I mean, he is a really talented player. I just think Brandon Ayuk is more of like a polished receiver, can move the chains, kind of be your in between the twenty guys, and then yeah, you can have Kittle and Debo and um and you can have this running game to, to finish off touchdowns. But, yeah, but in between the 20, Ike's your guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there with you. Um, but let's let's talk about this 2021 draft class a little bit. Not going to talk about Trey Lance. Just talked about him and Zach Wilson yesterday. Um, and for this, you know, for this segment, I'm going to talk about three guys who I think have widely become pretty clear that they're going to be the, the biggest rookie contributors. Those guys, Trey Sermon, Diamador Lenore, and Talanoa Hufunga. Um, now, you, it makes sense. Uh, you kind of like these guys out of the class the most. These are the most notable guys to you. Um, mm-hmm. So you just kind of want to talk about where you're at in these guys because it seems like these three guys outside of Trey Lance, or maybe even more than Trey Lance, let's see kind of how this year goes on with him and Jimmy, but it seems like these are the three pieces that are going to be used the most this year and are going to be the most important for the 49ers to, to put up wins. Yeah, so um, you know Trey Sermon is a guy who he's actually from Georgia. He's like from Marietta. Um, I think he went to like Sprayberry High School or one of these schools up up in Marietta. So I followed him, you know, when he went out to Oklahoma, and you know he had a nice little career at Oklahoma in a crowded backfield. They had like Kennedy Brooks and all these other guys, and you know just never really got his really fair share is great look and then he went to Ohio State and he didn't do much for you know the first few games but man once he like got on a roll in the Big Ten championship game and the playoffs like and people forget he broke his collarbone on like the first carry in the national championship like he was out of that game so I'm not saying he would have like made a huge difference he probably wouldn't have won the game but I think he definitely would have helped uh, being able to get some yards against that Alabama defense but Trey Sermon is a guy had ranked in my top 85 players I think I had them at like 84 83 I can't remember exactly but somewhere in that range I had them also as like my number six or seven running back so you look at 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 the running back position you can get great value in the second third fourth round I think Trey Sermon was a late third round or early fourth rounder correct me if I'm wrong but what was he was he late third was he fourth he was late third so they late third, ninetieth, ninety something overall. So yeah, they that was a great. Thought that was a great fit. You know where he picked. He's gonna kind of be more of that boom, um, while you have Moser as more of that like lightning. You know, you, you have the the you have thunder and lightning, and that's kind of what I think Moser is a guy who can take you eighty yards on any given play. And Trey Sermon is a guy who's gonna get a lot of touches in inside the red zone. Uh, look for look for Trey Sermon to have anywhere from four to six hundred yards rushing this year, um, and you know five six touchdowns. I think that's very very, you know, a good you know prediction of what he may be this year. I think somewhere around there, a uh, guy who you may want you know fantasy football. You have most certain you want to have him as your handcuff. You know, Moster is going to miss a couple games. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Sermon's going to get some carries. Look for maybe him to have 100-plus carries, 500 yards, five touchdowns, something like that. I think that's realistic. Um, and then you look at um, the cornerback from Oregon, a guy who I really like, physical, you know, 5'10", but plays bigger than that. Um, you know, st- uh, multi-year starter at Oregon. Um, guy who, when you watch the tape at Oregon, 
Um, you're always going to, he's going to be around football. So he's, he's ball, he's got very good ball skills. He had the viral um, clip that, that came up, you know, with his technique that he, you know, kind of bullied the wide receiver, made the interception. Um, so he's a guy who's going to play. In a, and then, you know, with the secondary issues that the 49ers have, they're not bringing back Richard Sherman and, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're getting younger. So they have, they're, they're going to go through some growing pains here and there, but as a corner, you just want to, you know, have great technique, go out there and just not get burned. Okay. That's really, you just don't want to get burned. You know, you're going to give up some plays here and there, but at the end of the day, trust your technique, trust everyone around you, trust your safeties. And then, um, you know, the rest, you know, the rest be history. I think he's going to play. I mean, that's what you're saying. He's looks like he's going to be a contributor this year. Um, what, so what's he like? Number three corner, number four he's- corner. He's the number – I don't know if he's technically the number four corner, but he definitely looks like week one he'll be the first corner coming off the bench. Yeah, However, special teams guy. Yeah. However, I do think he has a chance to start relatively early on over Emmanuel Mosley if there's any struggles there. Or yeah. if anyone goes down, I think he'll plug into either – he'll probably plug in outside no matter what um, yeah. because they have some options that, that could play nickel. but. I do think he's the first guy off the bench, and I wouldn't be surprised if he starts in like eight games this year. And you can never have too many. Uh, you can never have too many corners. You really can't. Um, I mean, that's your top four corner. You're going to be getting a lot of playing time. Uh, then he's also going to be playing on special teams in there. And then all you got to do is when you're on the field, you make a couple plays, and then boom, you're right there starting. So uh, you know, look for him. Um, you know, to have a great season. And then the uh, the the former USC Trojan. Um, uh, what's his last name again? One more time. Funga. Funga. Okay. That guy's all over the place. He's going to be like a special teams guru. And then the coaches are going to end up liking him so much. He's probably going to end up playing some, you know, on defense just because the guy's all over the place. Like I've watched maybe a couple minutes of the game the other day versus, uh, I mean, I watched the Trey Lance highlights of the game, but I'm talking about like the actual game I was watching on NFL network. And, like, boom, they start talking about him, like, right away because he's just all over the place. He's a guy the coaches love in camp. Go, you know, probably have to get him to settle down sometimes at camp. He just probably goes full speed uh, so much. But that's so, always a – you can add a, a former Pac-12 defensive player of the year to your roster. I mean, that's – you know, that's a, a bonus in itself. But, uh, you know, what do you like about him? What do you think he brings to this the 49ers defense? So, you know how you're talking about how – Debo Samuel is almost like that, like kind of Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah. That's how Hufunga is on the defensive side of the football. And I think we're seeing this more and more with guys where they'll just like, hey, he's not going to be a starter. He's not a three down player, but you put him in there, you put him in in weird spots, you put him in in packages where he's coming off the edge blitzing, you mm-hmm. play him on every single special teams play, and he's going to be an incredibly impactful player from day one. Yeah. The, the best part about him was, in like training camp, like where it was like seven on sevens and like OTAs and that kind of stuff where there's no contact, he was struggling a lot. And then the first day of pads, it was like, oh yeah, Hufanga was the best player at, at practice today. And I was like, oh, that's how he is. That's that's yeah. right. That's what it that's what it looked like at USC as well. Um, so he, he's kind of been everything that I think that everyone's expected and, and more, like and then some, just because it's like he just brings energy um, on defense. You don't want him lined up in coverage. He's not a very good coverage player. Yeah. But if he's around the foot, if he's just around the line of scrimmage, he's going to make big time plays. Um, so I, I think that we'll see him in a lot of sub packages, um, more in like running situations. I bet you'll see him on goal line a lot too, uh, just blowing up plays and doing stuff like that. And of course, his his goal actually this year 
is to be a Pro Bowl special teamer. So what's he listed as? Is he like an outside linebacker? He's technically a box safety right now. Okay, so he's like so he's like a um, like a strong safety slash outside linebacker, kind of like what Nasrul Dean will be for the Jets, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I did not w- watch a lot of his tape. I mean, I just have heard about him a little bit. I've heard his name and things like that and watched a little bit about him. But um, that's definitely a guy I'll definitely have to keep uh, keep uh, keep up with. And, um, I mean, you look for these first-year players. You can get any any value of these first-year players in their first year. That's It's always great for your roster. John Lynch is trying to build a complete roster. So that's, you know – and and the 49ers are right there. So in the toughest division in football, I mean that's that's I don't think that's even a question right now going into this year. You have the Rams, you have the Seahawks, you have the 49ers, you got the Cardinals who are they're not chopped liver or anything like that. So I mean, tough, tough division. Um, you're going to need some of these second-year players to step up. And then some of these rookies, Trey Sermon, hey, one injury to Mostert, boom, and he's your guy. So um very excited to see what happens at John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, um, building this roster. And then, uh, of course, like you said, Trey Lance, we talked about him yesterday. But uh, Trey Lance is uh, is going to get the keys to this franchise and uh, really can't wait to see what he does with it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on, Tyler. Uh, if you guys didn't check it out, last time we did a uh, – or yesterday we did a Trey Lance versus Zach Wilson video. Super fun. Talked about you know when Trey Lance will take over and stuff like this. But really cool to kind of – you know, look at these guys that could potentially be big-time contributors that are really young players for this team. Um, briefly went over uh, Jawan Jennings. If you guys didn't know, he's pretty much, I think, I think he's pretty much become a lock to make the roster as a receiver. And going into camp, it did not seem like that was, you know, that was the expectations for him. It was, you know, a very bubble guy to make this team. So it's looking like he's going to do that. Uh, Brand Ayuk, Javon Kinlaw, love those two. And then this year, I think we should expect Trey Sermon, DM. Diamador Lenore and Talanoa Hufanga to make the biggest impacts for this 49ers team outside of Trey Lance, of course. Uh, but that's going to do it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll be back talking 49ers football. We'll definitely have to have Tyler on throughout the season. Um, and yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Tyler's stuff, uh, he mentioned it yesterday, but you want to just give a quick shout out to your show and everything that, that you're doing? Yeah, man. Kicking it with Crowder, Facebook. Um, got a Facebook page, Kicking it with Crowder, YouTube, Kicking it with Crowder. And then I'm um, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, uh, weekly content coming to you guys. And um, yeah, definitely good follow. Unbiased opinion. Just tell, I just call it like I see it. And um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Tyler. And we'll talk to everyone very soon. All right. See you, man.